0: Welcome back to another edition of the BH Sales Chemical Holistic Healing Hour with your host and moderator, me, Grandpa Bill. Welcome, one and all. Some of you actually via invitation, when, where, and if. That is applicable to yourselves, where it is. My two church mice, Peter and Paul, forever, I don't know, they're over in the corner somewhere. Ubiquitous audience, one and all. We do continue to grow exponentially with your help, and we are taking baby steps in that direction. And it's pretty much all due to you guys and gals. And most assuredly guests like Byron, five time number Byron. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go to the uh the uh supply store, off of supply store, and get some gold stars. And <laughs> he's a gold star right. for a num- he's a gold star guest for a number of reasons. But uh five times this year, it's been my blessing to have Byron here again, once again. And he's gonna have a little something that he's actually been he just enlightened me um dipping his toe in the proverbial water for a couple of years within his practice. But I'm going to let him expand upon that a little bit. And I think you maybe will hear the term SFBT, maybe, within the confines of today's show. And I think it's a perfect segue. And I'm going to let Byron pick right up. He knows he has carte blanche. And if you feel as though you want to do a quick bio, uh, bio Byron, say that three times fast, for everyone's sake that might have missed it, Welcome, Byron, and welcome back. And he's going to enlighten us all. And welcome again, Byron. Thank you.
1: Thank, thank you, Bill. It's a, it's a pleasure again. Visit number five. Five of many, many, many more, hopefully. Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. it's always as the new it's always year. As
0: the new year becomes, I already got you. pay. I got go to go Hope. <laughs> Byron, Byron, we got to have Byron. Welcome.
1: <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I figured um, it might be useful um, to um, focus... This session on this explaining my um, the therapeutic approach that I've been de- de- developing do. for the last three years, or so, because then that that might tie in a few a few of the ideas that I've I've spoken about. The first the first I think this this is a bit of a memory test, but I think the first time I came, I spoke about the baby theory. You did. The second time I came, I spoke about belief being reality. You the did. third time was about illusions. Fourth yep. time. The last time was NLP, I think, and that was like a jumping off point to some of my it, it, ideas. It
0: wasn't. We kind of did a recap of the other three yeah. within, within the fourth one. So here we are. So here we are.
1: Yeah. Okay. So so yeah, like I said just before we started recording, I've when I first started. Um, practicing as a counselor uh, three and a half years ago, I was just, I was doing what I was taught. So I, I was doing the sort of the conventional models that that you would learn as a counseling student. And that was whilst I had my own, idea, own ideas, but I thought I wasn't allowed to use my own ideas. I thought I I was only able to use peer reviewed or officially accepted, but I spoke to my supervisor and um this was after i because i'm um, a life coach as well i have a mindset or an emotions mastery package and i took one of my clients from counseling to coaching and so as soon as he transitioned from counseling to coaching i thought well i'll try the emotion mastery package on him and he, he took to it really really well so i thought well i wonder I wonder if my other counseling clients will take to it so i I discussed it with my clinical supervisor and um she said well as long as i practice my own approach and deliver it in an ethical way then she does she didn't see a problem with it so that was the green light i needed and so since then my approach has been very um personalized and very very individual so i figured i'll i'll just describe what my what my approach entails because it does it does involve um a philosophy from like thousands of years ago it involves neuroscience it involves five existing approaches and a few of my own discoveries one of them of course being the baby theory that i um i um, broke down during the first um the first um out interview and i think i've recapped it a couple of times since then so yeah so if you will i'll start just by talking about the five Bruce. approaches that i um that I use to help make mine. If, if you have any questions on any of them, so if you if you do have specific questions on on SFBT, yep. please just ask and I'll I'll um, I'll answer them on the way. Just that's as, as you know,
0: I usually pencil a few things as you get going, and we can address those. You know, sure towards the end or something like that. Sure. So
1: take her away, please. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So so this this part of the session might it might it might seem like a bit of a psychology lesson. So okay here we go so so you could say you could say that that therapy therapy actually started thousands of years ago with philosophy Because thousands of years ago, two people having a philosophical conversation could be considered the ancient-day equivalent of a modern-day therapy session. Person A could have an issue. They could discuss this issue with person B, the philosopher. Person B could share their philosophical stance. Person A could adopt their philosophical stance, see their issue from another perspective, and start to resolve it easier. So I guess you could say that was the first unofficial form of therapy philosophy thousands of years ago. The first official form of therapy and the first one that helps make mine, my, my approach, is uh, psychoanalysis. Psychoanalysis was developed developed by Sigmund Freud around 1890 or so. Now, psychoanalysis focuses on childhood experiences and unconscious processes. So if I, if, if I was going to help a client resolve an issue or explore... Um, explore issues using a purely psychoanalytic approach we would be unpacking key moments from their past we would be seeing what impact those key moments from their past are having on their present and rest assured they are it's just a case of well what and how so that's the first that's the first approach that helps make mine the second is behaviorism as in behavior made made famous by ivan pavlov ivan pavlov introduced a term called classical conditioning. Classical conditioning um was um, introduced to the mainstream um by the experiments that he did with dogs. So he showed that he could train these dogs to salivate, which is a um automatic response. So he could he could train them to um to um salivate at a uh, a sort of a trained stimulus so he would he would have he would have food he'd show the dogs food the dogs would salivate he then associated a bell to food then he took the food away rung the bell and he would note that the dogs salivated so he he trained the the dogs to um to salivate at the at the otherwise um neutral stimulus of the bell so that's that's classical conditioning. Now the, the, there's another kind of conditioning called operant conditioning, made famous by B.F. Skinner in uh, I don't know in the 1940s, I believe. Now B.F. Skinner. He, he devised special boxes called Skinner boxes. Now, he, he, he used rats in his, his experiments. Now, now BF Skinner, he, he put these rats in these specially designed boxes. These boxes had two levers on them. The, the lever on the left, when pressed, produced some sort of reward, usually food of some kind. The lever on the right, when pressed, either did nothing or produced a, um, an electric shock. Now he, he he saw that every rat that he put in this box, as soon as they saw that the left to produce food and the right to produce nothing or had a harmful effect, they continually just pressed the left lever. So they they, they learnt to do the thing that, um, that yielded um, the reward. So classical conditioning and operant conditioning, I think can explain a large chunk of human behavior. Yeah, we, we we tend to do the thing that we think is going to give us the biggest rewards. So that's that's behaviorism. Okay, so then the third the third approach is rational emotive behavior therapy. The the more the original form of the more widely known cognitive behavior therapy but sometimes when people say CBT they're actually talking about REBT so rational emotive behavior therapy was developed by someone called Albert Ellis in 1955 Albert Ellis, he was a psychoanalyst, but he was a bit frustrated of how long analysis could take because you could be in analysis for years and not resolve the thing that you were there to resolve. So he reasoned there had to be a quicker, more effective way of successfully delivering therapy. Now, he saw he saw the importance of unconscious processes and childhood experiences and conditioned responses but he believed that there was something missing and that vital missing component was the way we think about things now there's a is a famous stoic philosopher that has a quote that sums up the rebt or cbt approach and that quote is people are disturbed not by things but by the views which they take of things So it's not what happens that disturbs us, it's our opinion about what happens that disturbs us. So obviously our childhoods matter, obviously our unconscious processes matter, and conditioned responses matter. But what matters most, he believed, and I think it's the consensus now, what matters most is... What we think about those things so that's IBT. that that definitely changed the landscape for um for therapy because before before we introduced that idea it was only psychoanalysis and behaviorism so that was a that was a groundbreaking idea uh, the idea that our thoughts matter in fact not only do they matter our thoughts matter more than other factors okay so Then there was, um, well, the fourth approach that helps make mine is narrative therapy. Narrative therapy was created or developed in the 70s and 80s by um, someone from Australia called Michael White and someone from New Zealand called David Epston, I believe. Now, even though it was called narrative therapy, it didn't even really primarily focus on narratives when it was developed. It, pr- it primarily focused on the idea that our issues are external to us. A lot of the time when someone has an issue, they identify with it. So narrative therapy seeks to separate the person from the issue. And then the more, the more it develops, the the whole narrative part sort of took over, and then the idea that we tell ourselves stories to make sense of reality really came the um came the forefront. So that's yeah that's that's narrative therapy. So uh, another way of saying narrative therapy, just the another way of really really explaining the impact of narrative therapy is to say um, that when events happen, when reality takes place, at the moment it happens, it's meaningless. It's just random shapes colors and symbols so it's just it's just random data now to make sense of that data we have to tell ourselves a story or narrative about it and that story or narrative then becomes our reality so i can't I, i i can't stress this enough without our stories the universe would be meaningless so there are there are our stories and then there's the unknown universe Pretty much, so yeah. So narrative therapy helps someone to see that they can work on their stories, and they and therefore change their reality. In fact, I suppose you could say that because our realities stem from our stories, and we can tell ourselves any story we want. Pretty much, um, that means we can create any reality we want and if you if, if someone knows that then there then there's that's 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 one of the, the the most empowered or empowering um stances i've heard in in counseling and in, in in philosophy to be honest
0: I find are you are you indeed finding that folks are ready to tell their story or do they struggle with it and of course it's probably unique to the scenario yeah. i'm sure but yeah. but are they are they a little hesitant or are they yeah. champing that a bit to tell it depends. Their story? Yeah. it depends
1: it depends some yeah. some people when they hear that because they they haven't i guess some people have a basic understanding of that already because I, I think i think narrative is almost like a buzzword people are often currently talking about changing the narrative or or taking, taking control of the narrative. So it I, does I seem it is, to it,
0: be it, in the vernacular of just in, just in everyday chat, to exactly, some, exactly, the narrative, exactly. the narrative. Yeah. The narrative yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so some clients seem to have a, a somewhat basic understanding of it anyway, but the challenge is, is when some clients don't have that understanding and they find it difficult to understand that they are creating reality through the right. story they tell themselves.
0: Right. Because they may be, sim- they may be right there at that microcosm of time, trying to assimilate it so quickly that I can see where that might be confusing to them. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah it's 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 confusing when maybe I. I, I try to simplify it by making it clear that there are most of our stories are subconscious stories. Right. So Correct. some clients don't realize that they are already telling themselves subconscious stories. So the idea of being able to almost hijack the process is alien to them. So, right.
0: Right. I just did a show, not to get too sidetracked on that, but because I think it's relevant here. I just did a show about that. About um, let me make sure I'm saying this correctly now. How we're pretty much. To some degree, always cognizant of our subconscious. How, how, however, a lot of us sometimes—that's kind of the quagmire we're stuck in. Yeah. If definitely. I'm making any sense. Yeah. yeah no. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Pick, yeah.
0: Go ahead, Continue. Continue.
1: Uh, and, and I think that's the—that's almost the like almost the ironic nature of the subconscious. Sometimes a certain aspect. I think that's what I was trying to say.
0: There's a built-in irony in the in the whole in the whole process of it continue yeah. yeah
1: yeah okay so yeah so that that leads us to the like the, the fifth and final approach that i use to help make mine and that's solution focused brief therapy now that was that was created in the 80s by a husband and wife, wife team steve the chaser and Insu kimberg i believe now they they modeled a few people including do you know who Milton Erickson
0: is by, by name and tiny bit of the work, but not not a virtuoso, but but <laughs> degree of familiarity at that level. Yes.
1: yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Milton Erickson is, is often regarded as like the best, most effective hypnotherapist Correct. who's ever lived. He was he, was he was a natural. He could hypnotize you. Just by telling a story about being a child, it's like he was so he was so natural. He had such a command of language that he would just he would just put you in, into a state, and you yeah you just well, you he commanded
0: attention and and got it and got it yes exactly and exactly yeah so yeah
1: so I, I was in fact surprised to learn that solution focused pre therapy was in part based on his work because he he used the. Um, certain solution focus brief, um, very principles. And that is, we are more likely to get what we want if we think about what we want rather than thinking about what we don't want. I think Correct. that's, that's, yeah, that's largely accepted in terms of goal setting now. Like when, we're, if, 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 if we're talking about goals, if we're, if we're led through the goal setting process, goals are often, um, um, the, uh, the best way to to set goals usually is to make sure that you're going towards something as opposed to running away from something, because if Correct. you're going towards something and you're you're able to picture it, you're more likely to get there as opposed to if you're trying to run away Correct. from something because of the way the brain works, you might be dragging that thing behind you because you're, because you're thinking about it. It's, so true. it's based on solution. Focus is based on a couple of, a couple of fundamental ways of the way, um a couple of fundamental ways that the brain works one of them is like i said you're. well one of them is the yeah, we we tend to get more of what we think about we tend to get more of what you think about so if we're thinking about something we're we're likely to like notice it more we're likely to just um, be able to maintain it more and uh, another fundamental um way the brain works is our brains have difficulty processing negatives. Correct. So if, we, if we're telling ourselves to not do something, we might be indirectly maintaining that thing that we don't want to do. If I, if I said to you, don't think of a pink elephant, there's a strong chance you're going to be thinking of a pink elephant. Even I'm clearly saying, don't think of a pink elephant because even though the brain hears, don't think of a pink elephant, it really understands Think of a pink elephant because it doesn't know what to do with the word don't. So the developers of Solution Focus really, really zeroed it, zeroed it in on that and it ensured that it suggested using a language that focused on the affirmatives and the, and, uh, and the positives.
0: So now that you said you've been doing that particular element a couple of years? Within yeah. your practice, uh, well, I've, I've been doing,
1: like, I've, I've been doing those separate elements for longer because those, those are the, those are the approaches that I used anyway, but then when what w- when it came to developing my own approach, those were the five that I thought were more instrumental than other approaches. Cause I suppose I, I do, I'm a um, pluralistic counselor, which means I can use various different approaches, but I think those are the, those are the five that I, that I use the most. And those are the five that I've used to create my own, my own approach.
0: I'm not sure if epiphany is the right word, but was that an epiphany for the enhancement of your business? I mean, it obviously worked to to a reciprocal positive thing for both client and yourself, correct? Yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 and it was, and I, I think it was, it was just, it was fun developing. It, it it was fun, almost like tinkering with ideas, trying to find out, well, what would be mo- most effective, what would be the most relatable and stuff. And yeah, I think those, those I'll five. Bet. Because a just
0: in, just in casual environment, hey, tell me your life story. You know, how that, come, <laughs> that, that those words actually come up sometimes jokingly when you're first meeting someone or whatever in a, in a totally non-academic, you know, but it's kind of a central theme for life.
1: Yeah. Kind of sure, yeah. kind of sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I yeah. think so. Okay. Yeah. So those are, those are the five approaches that that I use in mine. But okay. me, I, I use all five, but mainly REBT, um, or more elements from REBT, narrative therapy, and solution focus. So in in um, in in my work, in my counselling work, mainly, I definitely emphasise the the power of our thoughts, the impact that our thoughts have on our experience. Right. I definitely use the container of well we 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 can only make sense of reality using stories and i try to ensure that our stories or the, our um, my client stories are um focused on or revolve around what they want rather than what they don't want
0: correct and, and are they how am i trying to frame this question are they pretty much conditioned within themselves that that's indeed what they want to do they don't want to focus on they they are striving for the positivity or ah there's the rub obviously unique to individual cases yeah yeah. Yeah, i was was gonna say
1: it. it it definitely it definitely depends on 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 the client Of of course some some clients seem to be more negatively minded so it does that's some mindset work needs to be done around that because I, I could, I could ask them to describe something and they're using purely negatives. It's like, well, I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. And as opposed to, well, I want to do this and I want to do that. So it's, it's, it's good helping them to to be more solution focused um, minded as opposed to problem oriented. Have
0: people. you done a paper or papers per se on that topic or not necessarily? You yeah. it, well, I'm writing a book.
1: I'm writing a book. So awesome. so Yeah. So, yeah so it's not necessarily just on that it's 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 it's, it's
0: it the but book that's just well represented nothing. that's well represented within your book when you yeah 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 okay, uh, and is yeah. that closer than farther away writing a book sometimes can take some time or you're ranging in or well, it's I
1: don't know. It, it, it's been a tricky process. It's been a I'll tricky bet. process. I'll because, bet. Well, it's you, a you tricky to, field. It's a tricky I field. I guess. I guess. Yes. Because The book is. It's almost like I, I kind of I stumbled into writing this book because. Right. Okay. So I've 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 writ, written a couple of articles. One on the well, three articles. One on the baby theory. One on anxiety. Another one on my um one of my main frameworks that I'm gonna um get to in a bit. And then usually when I have sessions, if the client if I'm talking about something new that the client hasn't like come across before or especially right. like one of one of my, my one of my own ideas I would usually send them an email afterwards just to recap what we went over and so I realized that I could sort of like patch or paste a couple of these emails together and kind yeah. of in, incorporate my articles and soon I had a quite short book just by doing that so then I I just added to it and next one I knew I had a kind of a uh, sort of a formal book that i've just been adding to adding to since
0: so it's not cookie cutter by any means and i'm not trying to imply that but kind of in a cookie cutter way it's getting a little bit more cohesive and yeah great great
1: definitely definitely yeah Okay, so right. Okay, so yeah. So my my approach is called emotion focused brief therapy. So like solution focused brief therapy, but emotions instead. And it it it's it revolves around um, rational thinking and our emotions. And that's where one of my discoveries comes into it because it's very baby theory, baby theory based. So my, so, crazy,
0: ana- my crazy analogy are they first cousins? If you will, if you were pretty much. Yep, pretty yep. Much, yeah, Pretty yep, much. <laughs> they're
1: quite, yeah,
0: they're
1: quite a, close. So, so, yeah. Okay. So so I'll 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 describe a main framework that I use and I, I sure. think I can For I sure. can pretty, pretty much I'll try to map it to the five approaches whilst talking about the the, the main framework and the baby fairy, just so you can see how those five approaches or how I've used those five approaches in my in my own own approach. So, okay, so um so okay, so in um in rational emotive behavior therapy in fact in, in cognitive behavior therapy there's something called the abc model the abc model a a a stands for activating event <clears throat> b stands for beliefs <laughs> c stands for um, consequences consequences can in, can, in, can include thoughts symptoms emotions behavior thoughts even so in uh, rebt and cbt the, the ABC model is introduced really early on to the client because the the, the client will probably have an AC way of thinking. They think events that activating events prompt their consequences. So something right. will happen, and then that will prompt them to think a certain thing, or to behave a certain way, or to feel a certain way. But rational emotive behavior therapy makes clear that it's not the it's not the A that leads to the C. It's not the event that leads to the consequence. It's Correct. the belief about the about the A that leads to leads to the consequence. So is it kind of it stems from an idea called emotional responsibility. Now there's two two there's two principles. There's the the general principle and a specific principle. The general principle of emotional responsibility makes clear that we are responsible for how we think, feel and behave. That's in contrast to people thinking that we are we are forced to Think feel and behave a certain way, or someone someone made us think or feel if you right. think feel or behave a certain way because yeah that's that 's something that I hear all the time Well, oh, how did that make you feel or I was made to feel this, and well no, no, no one can make us feel anything we, we right. we'll choose right. to interpret something and then respond right. in a certain way, but again that 's something that some people find quite quite hard hard to believe and i i am i'm careful too. Um, convey in a certain way, because I, I think some people have said when other people have tried to convey it to them, it sounds like blaming, almost like I'm blaming someone for their issues. And I'm not blaming someone for their issues. I'm trying to show them how empowered they are to act or to feel or to um, think in a certain way.
0: I, I, would imagine that, I would imagine that that's a fine line in most instances where you're only trying to be observant and, and their perception of you may be hard on not so much hard on them but yeah yeah i can see that perception deception reality if you will continue yeah continue. yeah definitely yeah,
1: yeah. so some so some people find it difficult to take on board the idea that they are responsible for their reactions Correct. um so it, it's 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 something that that that, that I I think I benefit from conveying it sensitively and showing Correct. showing lots of examples because it, it's, it's in, indisputable it's indisputable it's, it's just it's, it's just, like just, when we it, always
0: bring home our significant others make sure you remember the sweets and the flowers I tease a little I tease a little bit. I tease a little bit. continue continue, continue. <laughs> okay, so that's the,
1: that's the that's the general principle um so yeah we, we we are responsible for how we think feel and behave that leads to the specific principle the specific right. principle is we feel the way we do because of the specific beliefs we hold. So in REBT, they they classify beliefs in two ways. There's there's rash, rational beliefs and irrational beliefs. Correct. So if you have an irrational belief, you're more likely to be disturbed when things happen that, that you don't like. If you think someone must do something or someone needs to do something and they don't, you're going to be disturbed. But if you have a more rational belief of you would prefer someone to do something, but you accept that it might not, if they don't do that thing, you might be upset, but you're not. You're not going to be disturbed because, in your mind, a universal law isn't being broken. So, yeah. So that's that's the, the so that, that's the ABC model. So, is- um, so so one one of the things I describe first in my approach is my version of the ABC model, which I call the ACE framework. So, like I said, ABC A stands for activating event. B stands for, and sorry, I didn't explain, activate an event. Activate an event is any anything from the past, present, or future, real or imagined. So any bit of data you can interact with, any event, any event that's that's. So in that degree, it's,
0: in, in that one degree, it's kind of all-encompassing? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty yep. much,
1: yeah. Anything yep. you can, any trigger of any type, that's the idea. Right. Any trigger yeah. of any type, yeah. And yeah, B is belief, C is consequence. So the ACE framework, the A is the same thing. So activate an event, but my C is, my C stands for concept. So rather than say belief, I lean into narrative therapy and I make clear that we can only make sense of reality through the stories we tell ourselves. And those stories can be boiled down to our concepts just to make it easier to, easier to work with because lots of people lose themselves in their stories. So if you, if you try and work with someone's stories in a general way, then you, you you could be there for sessions sessions.
0: I was like- gonna tease. I was gonna tease you. However, you base you know your sessions a half hour, hour, whatever. Is it sometimes that you gotta? Well, Mister or Missus Smith, maybe we should continue this tomorrow. I tease a little bit, but I mean, are they that free that it well. could certainly exceed the one hour session, if you will, if it was all feasible <laughs> to do so. <laughs> Hopefully,
1: hopefully I can kind of, I can communicate a, a bit more professionally than ever I have. Don't have a patient
0: on the way I frame it, but you understand <laughs> no, my point. No, understand?
1: no, 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 not even that. I was going to, I was, was going to confess and say, get, up,
0: get but, out, I got Mrs.
1: Smith next. I did used to find it challenging when right. I can see someone lost in their story, Trying to pull them back in a validating way right, right, because right. yeah they're they're gone they're like just yeah right. like, they're, well, out
0: there, so they're out there they're out they're in it but they're out there yeah <laughs> got to reel them in got to reel them in just a little bit a little bit yeah I get
1: it I get it. so I think I'm I'm hopefully much better at reeling them in whilst i sure you sure you're, I'm sure you're the experience.
0: epitome of the professional. <laughs> (laughs) I kid around a lot. I mean, there's a place for certain jargon, and there's not a place for certain. I'm sure you're very professional. But I'm sure that, to some degree, it probably ticks in your head, like, <laughs> Maybe not to the letter of the law, just simply because they're so <laughs> relaxed in our opening up that they want to. And then there was the time, you know, whatever the time. Well, I guess. I guess. Yeah, continue. Yeah, continue. No,
1: but get, that's that's why I used the word concept because working, right. like I said, working in someone's stories, you can be there for ages, but concept helps them focus in on the core right. issue as opposed to the, the history of it or the the sort of the um, the. Everything else. So let's uh, let's just stick to the sort of to the exactly to the, the most important. But
0: you can always put it in the first person using me as the example. Mrs. Smith, I have this patient. Of course, you can't exchange names in that context, but I have this patient that's come. We'll say his name's Bill. Could you possibly come next Thursday? Or oh, he may take a while. I kid a little bit. I kid a little, I kid a little. But no, it's great that that the ambiance with all my kidding around that most people are ready to tell the story to whatever degree they have conceptualization of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so no, continue, course,
1: um, continue. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so so e e is emotion, and that's that that's another way that ace. Well, that's one way that ACE framework um, differs from the ABC model. The ABC model: the C is the consequences, which is symptoms, behavior, emotion, um, thoughts behavior um and mine is just emotion i'm saying let's strip away all the other stuff let's just focus on the emotion because i think that's the most important part to focus on initially that's usually at the core even from
0: a layman's perspective that's usually at the core continue continue yeah
1: exactly yeah so so that's the so the so i i introduced the ace framework to them and i I make it clear that most people have an a to e way of thinking they think events prompt emotions but that's not the case it's the story we tell ourselves it's the narrative we generate is the interpretation we make perspective slant view there's like lots of lots of words i can use i usually use story narrative perspective perspectives yeah so so i I try to make clear that our emotions are not events driven they are perspective driven because four people could experience the same event and feel four different ways about it if 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 our events were prompted by the if, if our emotions were prompted by events then if four people experience the same event they'd all feel the same way but the fact that they don't means that it's not the event it's their perspective of 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 the event and yeah again that's that's something that some people quite find hard to accept at first so i say okay well let's say because some people say but how how are we not responding to the event because the event happened. How are we not responding to the event? I say, okay, well, let's say, let's say there's a 10, 90 Every time you feel good or bad, you're feeling good or bad, 10% based on the event, but 90% based on the interpretation. And then I, I make it clear that someone else could experience the same event, but because they're interpreting it differently, they will feel differently. I make clear that our emotions are tied to our specific Um, interpretation or perspective in fact I've just recently started saying imagine imagine an event any event can be viewed from 360 different perspectives 360 different kind of views or angles usually the the issue is view is the client viewing that event from one specific angle and so my rational reframing process helps them see that that angle that they're probably biased to um probably isn't the best angle that they, they can view it from because it's not empowering it's not it's not sometimes it's not even obje- of well it's not objective it's not it's not realistic but their 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 subconscious has latched onto that angle for um for one reason that's, or their, ever, focus. But... that's,
0: that's yes, exactly. their focus exactly
1: yeah yeah so okay so i i i make clear that we we change our emotions by changing our perspectives and there are two main ways we can change our perspectives. There's positive reframing and rational reframing. Have you, are you familiar with positive reframing, Bill? I, I am. Okay. How would you, how would, how would you describe positive reframing? If I can put you on a spot in this way?
0: <laughs> well, we may, no, that's okay. I, I always enjoy you doing that. Um, I would say that <laughs> You know, during the session, if I was in the proverbial chair, couch, whatever, you know, <laughs> am I kidding around, in the room, in the room, I, I would say, to me, it would be probably what I'm conditioned by a biases, but what comes to yeah. immediate, what does make me react in a positive way to overall minutia, stimuli, or whatever, I'm kind of being vague in my answer, but... <laughs> Depending on, depending on what you were asking specifically, I would probably try to retort, but what would make me feel comfortable that I'm retorting in a positive way? So I'm okay. gaining positive reinforcement from it, even if it's subliminal, if that makes any sense <laughs> okay.
1: whatsoever. Kind of, kind of. Positive yeah. reframing usually is when you see something initially in a negative way, but then you yep. reframe it and see the positives in it. That's the yeah. So it's, it's 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 acknowledging that your initial stance was negative, but then you ask yourself, okay, well, what and then your the opposite
0: promise. You're... Oh, you're breaking up. I didn't catch that. Now you're gone. <sighs> Can you see me and hear me yet okay i'm back on screen to oh, myself okay we. yeah yeah you, you okay,
1: disobeyed okay no it <laughs>
0: happens it happens the cosmos and the great gods you if know, maybe i said something out of learn out of turn in there i'm teasing <laughs> we're back everybody it does happen apologies continue byron and yeah. while i got while i got you in that theme everything's good everything's good not to hurry you to keep in the 45-minute mark. we got a good 10 minutes or so. So now good. that we're back, uh-huh. I'm yeah. going to go sh- to make sure that you get it in. Continue. Good. Continue. Okay. Right. Okay. So
1: so an example of positive reframing. Imagine, imagine if you lost your job. You're working. You lost your job. You'd obviously, well, if you liked a job, you'd probably feel bad about it. But So you could positively re- reframe it by saying, well, at least that means I can spend more time with my family. Or at least I can look for other jobs that I might find more worthwhile Correct. or in line of my values. So that's that's positive right? Seeing the positive in the negative in the Correct. negative situation. So that's you coming away from your original angle. So let's say angle two out of the three sixty, and thinking about other angles that might be easier to kind of to feel better about. So, correct. so okay so that's that's positive re- reframing but one downside to positive reframing is that sometimes sometimes the negative thing seems so negative that you're unable to either think of positives because the negative is so negative or if you do think of positives the the positives aren't positive enough to dislodge the, the negative. So you're, you're, you're still feeling bad about it. So that's, that's why positive reframing doesn't work in all situations because the, Correct. because the negative is still there because that second angle is still there. So you can, if anything, you might kind of find, find yourself bouncing back and forth from it. So going from angle two, perspective two, to four, two, four. So yeah, so that that's why positive reframing doesn't work. So I suggest to my clients that they do the other kind of reframing. Rational reframing, so rational reframing um encourages you to to um to acknowledge that if you're feeling bad about something, there's a strong chance you are looking at that thing in an irrational way, so let's say let's say uh, and by by irrational rational i do have my own definition of it so rational usually means reasonable but my definition means that as well but i've added a few other definitions just to make it a bit more robust so when i say rational i mean three conditions are being met the first one okay. is similar to the original definition so is your story or narrative or is your perspective is it realistic because uh, a lot of the time we feel bad about stuff and we're not being realistic we're placing too high an expectation on ourselves or on other people or in life. And we're feeling bad when that high expectation is not met, as opposed to just lowering that expectation. So that's the first condition that needs to be met. Second condition is, are there plot holes in your story? Like, so is, is your story um, logical? Is it completely logical or are there plot holes in it? Are you, are you basing your, um, is your story based on assumptions? Are there examples of flawed logic? Are there contradictions? Because if so, then that's not a logical story. So that's the second condition that needs to be met. Is your story logical? The third condition is, is your story the most helpful story you can tell yourself? And this is where solution focus comes into it because if a story is, or an example of an unhelpful story would be you, Losing your job and then saying, Well, it's it's gonna take too long to find another job. It's just this I'm 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 gonna be broke for ages, I'm gonna feel feeling sad, I'm not gonna be able to do anything. So that that story is not helping you because that's not gonna prompt the lack of that's that's not gonna prompt the motivation you need to find right. another job. So a more helpful story would be something like, Well, I've lost a job and that's that's obviously not ideal, but Um, the more i the more i persevere the quicker i'll find another job that i'll like so that that story is going to help you more so so they're staying
0: they're staying i'm sorry they're staying positive through a negative yeah to some degree they're staying positive spiraling kind of in the right direction yeah continue yeah yeah
1: Yeah. so yeah so that's a that's uh that's that's an example of the three conditions that are used to identify whether a perspective is rational or not because if you've if it doesn't meet any of those three conditions you should be able to just drop it so that second that that second that number two perspective or view it's you've 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 now pretty much labeled it as false or fake so you should you should just be able to 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 drop it so you don't have to then generate another perspective another perspective will automatically emerge because that's what our brains do our brains a reality has to be there So if you dismantle one reality because you're saying, well, that's not true, uh, uh, a more true reality will automatically emerge. So that's, that's a rational reframing.
0: So to go to my earlier term, which was out of place then, but maybe so, that's when they get their own ep- epiphany, if you will, perhaps?
1: It can be. It can be. It can be. It's, it's when they realize that even though they were holding on to that perspective, they didn't need to because they, they were holding on to it maybe subconsciously because they thought that it was realistic, logical, or um, helpful. But when they realise that it wasn't helpful, it wasn't logical or realistic, then they can, they can hopefully be relaxed about letting it go
0: so it's truly something that they were dragging around with them that that's literally they were dragging around with emotionally much. and so forth yeah
1: pretty much okay so yeah there's a there's, there's a there's a four-step process that you can use to okay. help you feel better in um in situations so the first the first step excuse me the first step is to identify the emotion. I ask people to focus on the emotion because, like I said, if you focus on a story, you can lose yourself in a story. Sometimes our stories are like quicksand. They can, like, suck us in and drag us down and keep yep. us held down. So yep. avoid avoid a quicksand by focusing on the emotion. How, how are you feeling about what's going on? So focus on the emotion. The second, and some people, I lose some people in step two. Step two is acknowledge that that emotion you just identified it isn't based on the event primarily it's based on what you are telling yourself about the event so you're not feeling <laughs> so sad that's
0: their, that's their roadblock right then and there yeah, they're stuck exactly. yep got it
1: yeah yeah so yeah so you not you're not feeling sad because that event happened you're feeling sad because of the perspective you're holding of that event happening. So that's, that's step two. Step step three is, well, what what is your perspective? What are you telling yourself about the event that's right. upsetting? So then I encourage clients to validate that approach because one, their subconscious thinks that there is something realistic, logical, and helpful about it. So I think to just dismiss it straight away might be quite invalidating, so validate that part. But then once you've validated it, that the person might find it easier to, just question the possibility of entertaining other perspectives, and they can start to do that by questioning the reality or the realisticness or the sense or the helpfulness of their existing one. So, that if they if they check that it doesn't, if they see that it doesn't meet all three conditions, they should be able to just drop it, and then another um, uh, perspective should emerge, and that that other perspective should have better emotions attached to it.
0: And again unique to the case, of course, a scenario or all of the above, when they're in the set appointment and that proverbial light comes on, if you will. Is the next step in most instances ah now we've got that done. So we're really, I mean, is it that easy of a springboard if you sometimes, will sometimes. So sometimes. Yep. other
1: times other times it's not that easy because the client right client doesn't want to let go of their perspective they, they they think that their perspective is mo is more helpful and if it's if their perspective is prompting a bad emotion then it's not helpful.
0: and they may have had a really long duration of time to experience that yeah, thing and, exactly. and they're yeah. trying to solve it figuratively in 30 yeah. seconds no fig- yeah. figuratively
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly
0: yeah, but that's
1: the, that's the, so that, that's an overview of my, um, of my approach. And that's the, that's an overview of one of the mechanics within it, that the Ace much.
0: Now, will that be heavily themed in your aforementioned book?
1: Oh, definitely. Oh God. Yeah. yeah that's, that's how it starts. That's how it starts. Uh, the whole yeah. the book.
0: I mean, that is indeed what it is. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And again, I'd love to rush my authors. <laughs> is there a target? <laughs> is there a target date? Is there a target date
1: or are you taking it well, as it comes or well I, I, yeah I guess I've I've been taking it as it comes and I've I've um there has been a small change in my plan because I did I did even though I've been adding to it not on a daily right. basis but I've I've right. been adding to it like um a lot frequent frequently recently um so I, I did imagine to just ideally make a few changes and then publish it but um I'm gonna apply for a course that's going to help me research do research awesome. and counseling and awesome. it, if I do research and counseling I might be able to formalize my approach which means that i I, I have to do a ten thousand ten to twelve thousand word dissertation so wow. then if, if I do that it's it's pretty much going to be my book or certain bits from my book but if I do that then I'll have a more academic piece and so then I can just um it's almost like I'm gonna use the book to write the dissertation and then I'm going to use the dissertation to produce a more formal academic sounding book
0: more synchronicity synergy more yeah Yeah. cohesion cohesion yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah.
1: that's the plan that's the plan all
0: right so we know that you have to come back to tell us about the book as it develops (laughs) so that's always good that that's multiple visits in 2024 (laughs) we love that so not so much the world situation, unless you want to go there, but where we are, and we just talked about that in the green room. I don't know everybody, it's 365 days for all of us, but maybe all, do you all out there in the audience think that this year just kind of zoomed right? Back. Or is That's, it just yeah. Ben Byron that it's it in But where really... we are, where we are, three weeks away from the said, what is it, 25 more days, something like that.
1: Something so like that.
0: Yeah. in that microcosm of the 25ish days what's the kernel we want to hover on with the new dawn in 2024 if you will whether it's the world situation as a whole but a new start a new a new year a new Everything, what would you yeah. say to everybody?: Yeah
1: yeah, well, ho- hopefully, since yeah we are definitely in an age where information is being spread more readily, so hopefully people can really really acknowledge the idea or just get on board with the idea that our narratives are creating reality, and we, so we can create any narrative we want, and so we can create any reality, um, any reality we want. So, that's, that ho- so ho- hopefully people will um, find themselves being more empowered as opposed to reacting to things and thinking that their stories are just then making something else that's just less than ideal. They can, they can write a narrative that isn't, it's not going to change the data. I mean, something is, is like less than ideal, it's going to be less than ideal, but it doesn't have to affect them in a certain way. It could, it could make them stronger if they have the right story to, to support
0: that strength. So perhaps find a nice actionary, not reactionary blend. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe that's the perfect place to leave it for today. I got one right. I'm going to write that down. (laughs) So segueing out to the audience again, I'll see you all again tomorrow. Good Lord willing, and the creek doesn't rise. But I think those are words of wisdom in a couple of weeks, whatever it equates to as we speak in time zones and so forth hold that thought into the new year and Byron will be back to enlighten us all throughout the course of 2024. We had five wonderful appearances. I feel as though this year over six months, I guess it was probably when we kind of got the proverbial ball rolling over into the pod match arena real quickly. Uh, A little housekeeping note. Those of you that most of you know that now took a little hiatus and actually left the pod match arena November 1st ish. And it's, Got nothing to do with Pod Match. Love Alex and Alicia. Had great success there. Kind of wanted to go back self serving to because uh, it was a concerted effort to welcome some 135 guests in studio this year. Wow. So, kind of, all good, all positive. Thank you, Byron. And it's new to the studio guests like Byron. So, we're going to continue to have guests a little bit more, maybe once a week, you know, that type of thing in studio. And I'll be here daily to haunt y'all. So you've been playing, been forewarned, been forewarned. So we'll say bye-bye for now. I'll see y'all again tomorrow and uh, hover on some of the things that Byron said today, because I think they're so important. Uh, just day to day, just day to day and in life. And as we're broaching another new year and, uh, Keep the faith. Keep the peace. We'll see you all again tomorrow. Bye-bye for now, and may God bless. Thanks, everybody. Want to make sure that we are indeed off. Okay, so obviously.